Blog Talk Radio. Apologize after China store bans black people. 
Also, Paul Manafort seeks early prison, released due to the um, coronavirus pandemic. And Bishop, who said God is larger than uh, this dreaded virus, dies of COVID-19. Unfortunate. A cocktail of the week is called the Fresh Start. Uh, what's popping with Papa Didi? Got some surprises for tonight. Our weird news. We're going to lighten it up for you. Florida judge, uh, get out of bed, get dressed for Zoom hearing. Okay. Also, police department begs citizens to wear clothes in public. Okay. And and the Indiana man waiting for a stimulus payment finds $8.2 million in his account. I'm just saying with red wine, stupid is a choice. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up and the kiss-it list and also the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the Hot Topic. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I want to go to Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir, everybody. Como te Oh, God. Here we go. Woo, it's time for the hot, you know what, okay, that's all right, it's Friday night, I'm going to let that go, let it go, let it go, let it go, it's time it's for the hot episode. topic, <laughs> yeah, Ooh, okay, well, like you said, it's the Trump hour, because uh, your boy's been busy this week, oh boy, so I'm going to kick it off with this one. Uh, unprecedented move now. Treasury Department has ordered Trump's name to be printed on the stimulus checks. Imagine that. Treasury Department has ordered Trump's name to be printed on the stimulus checks that IRS is rushing to send out to tens of millions of Americans, which is a process that could slow down the delivery by a few days. And that's being conservative. Um... This unprecedented decision, which was finalized Monday of this week, means that recipients will open their $1,200 paper checks from IRS that are scheduled to begin sending to 70 million Americans in uh, coming days, and they're going to see 45 signatures on the check on the left-hand side. And this is going to be the first time that a president's name, any president's name, has appeared on an IRS disbursement, whether it was a routine refund or any handful of government checks that are issued to taxpayers. Um, 
and Treasury officials are disputing that the tre- the checks are going to be delayed because of this. So Treasury said it won't be delayed. IRS is saying, I think this is going to cause a delay. So got a dispute going on with that. Uh, Trump had privately suggested to Treasury Secretary, uh, his boy, Steve Mnuchin, who, of course, is the secretary of the Treasury Department, um, but Trump had been suggesting to him that he wanted to formally sign the checks, according to three administration officials, who, of course, spoke on the condition of anonymity because they don't want to get fired. But uh, 45 said that, uh, I mean, but 45 is not an authorized signature for legal disbursements from Treasury. So what they decided to do is, I guess, make an exception because it's a standard practice for a civil servant to sign the checks, which is why you've never seen a president's signature on any of that stuff. So the checks are going to have his name in the memo line uh, below the line that reads economic impact payment. And the Mm -hmm. checks are going to be mailed out for uh, all the people who are eligible who did not have banking information already on file with IRS. So there you have it. You're going to get your Mm -hmm. autographed checks from your boy, 45, because he wants you to know that he is giving you this money. Not the government, but this is coming from him. Is there a law saying that no president is supposed to have it on on the check? I mean, can we have a law for him, his ass, please? It's not a law, but they were just saying it's not the standard procedure. The procedure Mm -hmm. is to have a civil servant sign Mm -hmm. the checks. And there's never been a president to sign them before. But, oh, you know, boy. he insisted that that's what he wanted, so Steve Mnuchin made it happen. Mm-mm. Okay. So, there you have it. I'll start the kiss it list. <laughs> yep, you, you, you know that's right. Go ahead and get it together. Mm-mm. That. I mean, what do you say about that, Papa Didi? I don't know why the um, I don't know why the checks are coming last. I don't understand that situation. That's, you know, to me that was a bad decision. You know, direct deposit is going to have more speed to it. So why would you now play with signatures and all that of something that you know when it comes to mail is going to take longer? So why would you fuck with that one? When you should have met, when you should have held up the direct deposit one, that you know is going to come to people faster. So you holding up the stuff that people got away for in the mail because they don't know. You know they got situations where they don't have an address on them. Maybe they had to pay last year. Anybody you got to send a check to is either had does things a different way, maybe of an older nature, or they they had to pay last year. So when you pay, you don't put. You don't put your bank information on your tax form when you got to pay. That's coming straight out of horse's mouth, okay, because I ain't never got no – I haven't got an income tax check in about 10 years, I'll be honest with you. I've been paying them monkeys. So, yeah. you know, my my bank information is not going on there. So if I'm one of the people that had to pay all these years, you know, 
And if for people, whatever their situation is, older people that did this or did that, you know, you got to cater so everything comes out together. Now all these other people that that was whatever they were doing that they get 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 income tax check every year, they got their check already. And people, other people sitting around looking at them saying, well, what about me? Now they got people going on this site trying to pull up stuff, and that, that IRS site, site is going to be put on the kisser list because that ain't nothing but a big old rubber ball. You start in the middle, and you spin around that whole site, and you back where you started from, and ain't figured out nothing. So whoever wrote that, that redundant stuff up the ends to a dead end, that's crazy too. So, you know, I'd just be glad when, when all that's over because, see, Trump's efforts of doing something has got to do with his own – his own tactics, you know, and he gonna shoot himself in the foot because throwing some money at somebody one time, if you threw twelve hundred dollars at me one time and this stuff is down for five, six months, what the hell good is that doing me? You know, send me twelve hundred dollars every month. If you wanna you know, you wanna keep me in perspective in some respect, but you know, that's another story. Anyway, I'll leave that alone. Well part of the problem with that website is that it, it wasn't, well, it's there is crap. an issue with the website, too. It's crap. But part of the issue is the communication has been uh, confusing because the stuff that I've been hearing on the news is not the information that you're seeing when you go online. Yeah, it's Because not, they're right. telling you on the news, uh, yeah, if you if you don't have the direct deposit situation worked out, you can just go to this website and fill this thing out. And send your and direct deposit information get, there. Right. And then you'll be able to get direct deposit. Like, that will expedite getting your money. But that's right. not actually the case. Not at all. Because the thing, the application that you can fill out online is only for people that are either non-filers, meaning people who are like Social Security recipients or people who don't file, because they don't make, you know, above the threshold that requires you to file yeah. or, you know, all these other circumstances that would mean that you, you don't normally file taxes for whatever the reason. Those are the people who can go on and fill out that application to say, all right, here's my routing number for my bank account. Now direct deposit me my $1,200. But if you're one of those people who, like you said, Ron, if you pay taxes or, you know, you don't get money back, but you have to pay, even if it's only $10, $15, $20, don't have your direct deposit information, so you're going to have to just wait until they get around to sending out these autograph checks. Well, let me ask you this. Yep. Where are they getting the direct deposit um, information from? If you previously filed? Yeah, right, off your tax, off your uh off a tax form from the previous year, from 2018 or 19, they only and they only honoring you. What's that? Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. They go ahead only I'm sorry. What now? They only honoring you if you filed taxes in 2018, 2019. They're not even looking at 2017. 2017 ain't got nothing to do with it. If you last filed in 2017, you out of luck because now they know that you're that. behind. What's that? All right, but my issue with that is that. People change banks every day, so why would you take That's that true. old information? You know, you you know, unless you have some type of um, uh, information that they sent you, and you can respond back to them, say, okay, um, this is my updated information. Because I'm I'm seeing articles where they're saying that they have deposited to the wrong account. So now what? I mean, do you you, you custom fuss the bank out, or you custom fuss? 
you know, your your. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. You're you're exactly right, and that's well, that's one of the main reasons too why they couldn't go back too many years because if you go back to 2017, that 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 would be just too. 2017 for a lot of people was a whole nother time in their life. You know, life changes drastically every three years, period. The further you go back, the higher the risk that you're going to get somebody's wrong information. Yeah, plus you ain't got to go back that far because everybody, like you said, uh, uh, Kettle, it's, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, you, you change up. You can change bank yeah. accounts. I mean, look how many times you change bank cards because yeah. they send you a letter saying somebody got on it fraudulently or I was on vacation right. one time in the, middle, in the middle of vacation. They told me my my card was done. They said somebody wow. tried to hack your stuff and they shutting you down. And I'm I'm sitting in the middle of New Orleans, you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. 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 yeah, so they they still got a lot of well, they got a lot of kinks. They got to still work out, but unfortunately, all of this stuff is happening in real time. So mm-hmm. you still had Congress trying to figure out and agree to what the stimulus package was going to be, what the rules are, who's eligible, who's getting what. And then you got Treasury trying to figure out what, how they're going to handle the regulations and the laws and all of that. Then you got IRS trying to keep up with all the programming and the systems behind putting all this stuff in motion. So there's too many fingers in the pie and not enough time to, like, slow down and let's get everything we need, put this in process in a in an organized fashion. It's like everything is on the fly, on the fly. They decided Monday they want it done by Wednesday. It's like that's not how this should work. So mm-hmm. consequently, you like with that SBA thing, that whole stimulus package for the small businesses, that thing was so jacked up. Because by the time Congress finally agreed, whatever time of the evening it was, they wanted the banks to be ready like the following day, to be ready to handle applications for uh, uh, the payroll, I forgot what they call it, payroll protection loans for small businesses and stuff. So, of course, the information that was being disseminated said, all right, all the businesses, you go out and starting on whatever day they said, go out and apply. And that's what everybody did. They went right out, jumped on websites, jumped on the, uh, went to the banks, et cetera. And the banks were like, yo, we're not ready. We're trying to get this together. We just got all the information. We need to put this in, you know, set this up. So everybody's websites were crashing and stuff. It was a mess. But that's what happens when you don't allow people enough time to put stuff in order the way it ought to be. Well, we're going to see what's going to happen. Let's sit back and go for the good ride, I guess. Yep. All right. Moving on. What you got for us tonight, Papa Didi? Uh, Let's see here. So much going on. Trump urges supporters to rally against uh, Corona restrictions. Is this is this real or what? It's, it's really something wrong with him. Yeah, well, you know when you got people underneath a hypnotic uh, situation, it's sad. All right, um, 
Trump urging supporters to rally against the corona restrictions day after laying out a roadmap for uh, gradually uh, revitalizing the uh, economic activities. Trump urges supporters to uh, to liberate three states led by uh, Democratic governors Friday. And he's telling them to liberate these states. Like, you know, first of all, these jokers were usually anti-liberal. So now they want to be liberal for a change? Okay. In effect, encouraging protesting against the stay-at-home restriction aimed at uh, containing the uh, coronavirus, okay? And they're, they're screaming out of their different rallies, liberate Minnesota, liberate Michigan, liberate Virginia, okay? Trump said in a tweet storm in which he lashed out at New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Now, you notice, too, that when he says stuff that he knows is going to be controversial, he throws in a tweet. He doesn't say it on that microphone at that podium because he knows he'll be a moving target getting oh, yeah. getting shut down if he says something. Just like when somebody's going to push up on you or say something radical and say it to you over the phone. You know, nobody can say some shit in your face, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Trump said in a tweet storm, in which he uh, also lashed out at New York City's Governor Andrew Cuomo for uh, criticism for the federal um, stoppage of stuff. Uh, Cuomo, he also, Cuomo said that uh, he's not going to send his people out outdoors like that recklessly uh, to put things back in the same perspective it was in. They said they worked too hard to try to clear this stuff up, and now Trump's going totally against it, you know. So anyway, on Thursday, the president uh, detailed a three-step uh, program where he's going to gradually uh, phase phase stuff in to the uh, back into the market. You know, starting off with theaters and, and uh, bars and restaurants, he said, and you know, then he's going to eventually go into other things. You know, it just to me, it's just. It's just a mess. But that's I mean, where a lot of people gather. Why would you start with that? Well, you know, he's just, well, you know, he also thinks that if you, first of all, when it comes to Trump, you know, you can't, you can't speak casual. You gotta, you gotta look at the big picture. You know, here's a man that been buying things his whole life, including pussy. Okay. So he feel like he, he can buy anything. You're throwing out these little stimulus checks to people, but you had to borrow $2 trillion. Okay. That's a lot, a lot of money that you just that you just printing. I mean, the printing machine is working overtime when it comes to printing money, and then it's, it's it's so sad that you trying to cultivate people the same way you paid your lawyers to pay off stuff. Soon as somebody says something to you, you stick a lawyer in them and shut them down. But in life, you can't shut everything down. You can't act like you're going to just stop everything. And also in life, I'm going to talk about later on. Talk about the circle of life. We got to look at Trump's age right now. Where is he at age-wise? For one, you're not going to live forever. That's that's proven because a lot of great people greater than his ass than died already. Okay? So one day you're going to die, brother. You know, despite what your intentions are today, as God would have it and as your health would have it and as the life cycle would have it and all things living must die, That that's, that's for you also. So you should focus on him being an older man in your, in your mid-70s Instead of you trying to act like you're some kind of coolie bop guy that's you know, running things and everybody under your control. You know, it's like, what happened when when the king dies? Now, what, what happens to all your disciples? You have to think about that. Where's the world going to be now when when Trump's not here no more? All the people that was kissing and licking his ass, where are they going to be? 
Now you ain't got that brown shit on your tongue no more that came from his ass. Where where are you gonna be now? That you don't have that bullshit leadership that he been trying to, he been throwing at you. Where are you gonna be? Because you don't know how to think for yourself now. So what you gonna do when the, your leader ain't there no more and you can't think for yourself? So um, this situation with this rally thing, getting back to the story I started with, is it, crap because it just shows these people are totally hypnotic. He's got them hypnotized. He's got them bamboozled. And it's going to be, boy, I tell you, it's going to be, in November when the election get here, boy, I tell you, look out, look out, look out. It's going to be crazy. But I'm, I'm just trying to get a grasp on what you said now. So this week, I remember earlier in the week, he made a statement saying that he and he alone would decide when the country would be reopened. And he said, it's not up to the governors. Is up to me and me alone. That's what he said. And then he got a lot of heat about that. So then he backtracked and said, okay, so it's up to the governors. They need to figure it out for themselves state by state. So, okay, you say that. Then you turn around and get on Twitter and encourage people to protest about about being shut down? I'm just not, I'm not even following, like, even for him. I can't follow any logic in that. Because I was, like I just said, you, you, first of all, you don't have the kahunas to say that stuff at the podium. You got to go on Twitter to say how you really feel. You know, just like internet dating or just dating on a website. People got more, more, people got more strength when they're behind the, the web and they're pushing up on a woman, and they think, yeah, I'm such and such and I mean, stuff. I understand that. But All if right, the well, whole objective is to flatten the curve, try to keep people from getting more, uh, getting exposed and more people getting sick, why would you then turn around and tell people, get out and protest, protest? You know, get out and protest that your state, your governor is keeping y'all in the well, house, have, trying to keep y'all you, safe. You have, and you're the president. You I have. Just, it's got nothing to do with it. You have to check and see how your hypnotic base is doing. You, you, he haven't had a chance to rally. I mean, if mm-hmm. I'm a pimp, I got to go check on my hose. But you're playing. He's but playing I, with people's lives. Red wine. He doesn't If I'm a pimp, I got to. I got to check. He, he, if I'm a pimp, I gotta put, check on my hose. He got these people. Yeah, I, I understand you, Kettle. You, this man will go. This man will go rally every two months in a different place. And you notice too, when he goes to a rally, it's almost like a comedy show for him. He's not even a president no more. You, when they show different clips of his rallies, he goes into it like a Steve Harvey, right? He goes into mm-hmm. it like a Bernie Mac. He's yeah, just he's, he's throwing jokes, be being funny, throwing. He said, "Wow, is this guy a president?" And you can't believe it, but now you have to maintain that because, see, when you are leading a bunch of idiots, it's almost like the Pied Piper leading the rats. You've got to make sure that you hit that pipe a certain way so those rats will follow you. And he fell off lately by being shut in, so he's got to figure out what are my supporters doing because I got them under hypnosis. I got to keep up with them. Like I said, a pimp got to check on his hose, and that's what he's doing. He's trying to see what they're doing. So he goes on Twitter, where they all hanging out at, and to see what not he got his 10 million people still in his back pocket. I mean, it's just simple logic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Simple. But, but no, you it's simple, for all right. It's simple logic, and you can't take it serious. you got to understand where the source is. You know, the man is just crazy. And like I said, 
We live and we die. And you should be worrying about it in your mid-70s what your kidneys is doing, what your A1C is doing, what your sugar, you know, what your, you know, what your blood pressure is doing, where, where things are in life that's going to bother you, your Alzheimer's and things like that that's going to hit you one day, you know, God forbid that that happens to him. But, you know, these are things when you get in your late 70s as a man, your prostate closing up, so you trickling piss out of your your stuff at two drops of, I'm just you know. Saying, like the check signing thing, that doesn't surprise me because that's, that's a classic Yeah, well, that's an move. ego thing. Yeah. Right, that's a classic Trump move. But this kind of stuff where we're talking like every day we see how many more people have been test, who have tested positive and we see how many more people have died. People are dying every hour. They're telling us how many thousands of people have died in this country. So for you, for him to get up there and try to act like he's so concerned about this situation, and then you turn right around and jump on Twitter and say some ignorant stuff like this, yeah, it's just it's like wow, like what? Everybody shows their true show? colors. That's what people. Red everybody. He's showing his hands. That's what he's doing. He's just showing and his your, hands. Your coworkers, your coworkers, everybody. That's why I tell people when you're on the job. And as much as you want to, when you overhear people's conversation, do not discuss religion or politics on a job. Do not mm-hmm. do that. I don't care how much somebody sitting over here talking all Trump this, Trump that, and you may think you want to say something to your coworker very logical, or they may be 30 years old and you want to lay it on them, and you 60 years old, you want to say something to them that's educated or whatever, please don't open up your damn mouth. If they're a Trump mm-hmm. supporter, let them bury their nose in that shit. Don't even try to convince them of nothing because you, you're not going to do it because they're, hip, they're hypnotized. So right. anyway, let's move on. Let's right. leave. We don't have fun. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments out there, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306, and press 1. All right. Getting to this last topic here. Uh, here we go again, Trump. But he's oh. trying to move to end the um, World Health Organization. Now, let me break oh. down the World Health Organization and what they do. Um the World Health Organization is a specialized agency of the United Nations. Now, he's trying to shut this down. Responsible for international public health. Now, this jackass of a president, he's trying to shut this down. He's trying to halt the funding to, the, to this particular organization. has been met with severe criticism at home and aboard with the United Nations Secretary um, General saying, now is the time for such a drastic move while the coronavirus pandemic is gripping the globe. Trump made the announcement on Tuesday, pending a review of the um, uh, World Health Organization response to the initial coronavirus outbreak in China. He claims the agency has been too close to Beijing and covered up for its mistakes. Really? Is he, is he simple he, he goes on to say the agency was informed of the first cases in December 31st. The next day, it requested information from Chinese officials in the Wuhan market where the outbreak um, first started. So um, he's trying to shut it down. He's, he wants to stop the funding to this particular organization. Now, this organization has been rocking and rolling since 1948, and here you're trying to shut it down. Because you think that this organization, I guess, he felt as if they misled him as far as the outbreak. Like he's pointing the finger, like it's their fault. So I'm going to shut the money down. He's a mess. I'm sorry. He's just an ignorant, ignorant ass. <laughs> Damn ignorant. man. Ignorant. That's, that's ignorant. Steve Harvey. Yes. Ignorant. 
Yeah, I have to agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and we'll see what's going to happen yeah. with that. So yeah, we want to keep an eye on that. The World Health Organization. We'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. Yeah, we're trying to bail out. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna get deep into that, you know, a little later. But uh, and the majority of their funding comes from the United States. Yeah, you know, of all the countries who participate financially with the World Health Organization, the biggest chunk of money comes from the U.S. Mm. Well, you know, as long mm. as you're giving a billion dollars, mm-hmm. as long as you're giving a billion dollars to these airlines, people are gonna keep flying up in here. You know, instead of you letting the airlines, you know, survive on their own with some of them baggage fee dollars, you know, mm-hmm. if you've been collecting, if you've been collecting millions in baggage fees, and now you're trying to fix the airlines by, yeah, we're gonna take care of them. I bet they're not waiting on no stimulus check, or they're not getting in line like small businesses. You think you're gonna save people that's gonna, you know? And Barack did the same thing, so I'm not just jumping on Trump with that. You know, I was pissed off when Brock was throwing money at those car dealerships and the car dealerships were still closing because these are private-owned businesses. Even though the business may be big, Ford, but Ford is a family business. Oh, the manufacturers. The manufacturers is a family business. So, therefore, you're giving money to people to start off as a a mom-and-pop store. A mom-and-pop store is only mom-and-pop until they reach a certain level. Then they don't call you mom-and-pop no more, but you were mom-and-pop from the beginning, everybody. But anyway, we'll get into that later. Anyway, you want to take a CC? Uh... Yeah, we'll do that. And then we're coming back with some hit it and quit it headlines on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Step. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kitchen list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and who want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the pajama party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. Don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. All right, welcome back to the John Party One Who's Papa D and Pippa Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Time for the hit it and quit it headlines, where we hit them and quit them. All right, Papa D. All right, this story's a little crazy. It says McDonald's apologizes after China store uh, bans black people. All right, now we're talking about McDonald's, okay? This ain't the Hilton. This ain't none of the other places. Just keep that in mind. McDonald's. Uh, yeah, U.S. chain uh, McDonald's has apologized after a, a sign telling black people they were banned from entering a branch in uh, southern China prompted uh, outrage online following reports of a discriminatory treatment toward Africans in the city. Okay. Tensions have flared between police and Africans in the southern metropolis of uh Looks like Gonzores at the local officials announced a cluster of COVID-19 cases in a neighborhood with a large uh, African population. 
Okay, so as the row as the row escalated, uh, as the, I guess as the rumor escalated, uh, posts posts widely shared online uh, a sign that the fast food chain saying black people were not allowed to enter the restaurant. So it took on a color phase, I guess. The, the chain apologized, and a spokesman for McDonald's told the uh, AFP that the notice was uh, not representation of a, a culture value. They were just saying that they wanted to limit people in the store or some crap they were trying to apologize for, you know. So uh, an email statement, McDonald's sent this uh said they removed the signs and they temporarily closed that restaurant immediately upon learning of the unauthorized communication to our guests. So, now, first of all, like I said in the beginning, this is McDonald's we're talking about, okay? This ain't the, the Bellevue Stratford. This ain't the Waldorf Astoria from coming to America. This, you know, this is, this, is, this is McDonald's. Okay, this is a quarter pounder with cheese. This is a, you know, McGriddle. But they were disrespectful. You know. Now, if you're living your life to support McDonald's, I think you need to go over and taste you a, a Burger King croissant <laughs> sandwich. Or, and mm-hmm. Wendy's is doing breakfast now, by the way. And and uh, what's the other place? Chick-fil-A opens up at 7 a.m., by the way. So, you know, if you want to get out of that McDonald's phase for breakfast, there's a lot of alternatives, but... It just shows you the kind of news that makes news. And McDonald's loves it because it keeps them in the headlines. And this is one little store in the southern part of China. And they're acting like they're hot shit. When they, they know they're scared to death over there at that McDonald's because they could be overthrown or, or what have you. But it's just amazing how how stuff takes legs that is so... Uh, ooh, I'm putting them on the kids at list because that wasn't... Right. Wow. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of... No, they didn't say they reopened. They they closed it immediately. And you think closing something is going to change it up. But as soon as a few days go by and they, they miss that income, they'll open it back up with all kind of stuff saying that they, you know. I mean, come on. They probably you know. shut it down because of their fear of the coronavirus. They shut it down so they could clean the whole store and do all that. And once they feel like they cleaned it enough, they'll reopen it. Yeah, but you, 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 you but in the middle of the story, it says something about they what they were thinking. That they, they said the corona had a, was big on the African population there. But you cannot put the corona disease on a racial aspect. That's that's dead wrong. It is dead wrong. It ain't racial at all. Believe me, I, I'm, I'm not going near anybody. But their level of paranoia was that high, then that's probably why they shut it down. Because they felt like just in case Corona got up in this store, we're going to clean it all out, sanitize it, then we'll reopen. They they put their little obligatory apology out there. Yeah, but why would you hang the black flag on it in the beginning? Because they're racist. They already exposed that. But you know what? I, I, I thought the, yeah, the people that, that, that are that giving out the at the, Wait, I'm sorry. What was that? I thought the people that are giving out the stats. They, they're saying statistically that... Black and brown people, they have, uh, you know, the coronavirus more than, I guess, white. And that's what's scaring everybody. So I don't know if these stats are correct or incorrect or what. I don't know, but well, that's, what, that's what they're saying. I don't think black people have it more. It's just the black people are in low-paying jobs where they come in contact with more people. You know, they're working at counters and all kind of, you know, black people are always out front to make a company look like they're supporting black people. 
you go in mm-hmm. restaurants and you see black folks everywhere. A restaurant got enough black people to make a Tarzan movie. But then when you call for a manager because you got a hair in your food, here comes the white guy. I'm like, damn, where'd you come mm-hmm. from? I done walked by 25 black people. Black people gave my water, they gave my food, they gave my shit, they gave my that. They in there to clean the bathroom. White people, I mean, well, they black said people. Black and brown people have a lot of predisposed health issues that make them more susceptible to the the ravages of the illness. Yeah, so it's but not that black and brown people get it more. It's just that they suffer more because if they already have diabetes, high blood pressure. You know all these other things going on. It's harder. Yeah, to but I think it. we first pick it up because well, this disease like this is transferred from people to people, first and foremost. You know, mm-hmm. and if, if black people are in the, if they're in that cash registers, like I said, if they're they're working in all kind of places where they want to greet you, where you're greeted by them, and mm-hmm. a lot of people put black people down as the face of the lobby, but it ain't got nothing to do with the establishment. You know, and there you go. They're That's right true. there. They're getting brown the street. Hi. Oh, look at that black girl behind the counter at the hotel. Oh, she's pretty. Hi. Hi, you're a pretty lady. Oh, uh, we want to rent a room, you know. So we, right there, then we take it back to the to the, to the hood, and, and there you go. We're always in situations where in Walmart. Look how many, how many people in there, my spot, you know. All right. We're going to hit them and quit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, over to you, oh, Kevin. Right. What you got for us? Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't heard this name in a while. Paul Manafort seeks early prison release because of the COVID-19. <laughs> oh, please. He, um, uh, Paul Manafort, who served as President Trump's 2016 campaign chairman, has asked for early release from prison because of his health issues and the threat of the um, coronavirus outbreak. In a letter Monday to the Bureau of Prisons, oh, Manafort's lawyer said he was at high risk of a coronavirus infection because of his age and pre-existing health conditions. It's kind of what you said, uh, Redwine. Manafort, who was convicted of financial fraud in 2018 and pleaded guilty to other crimes in a uh, separate case, suffers from high blood pressure, liver disease, and respiratory ailments. He is currently taking 11 prescription medications to manage his health issues. Um, he goes on to say yeah, these medications, yeah. as well as Manafort's health history, make uh, claim that uh, Mr. Manafort is at significantly higher risk for serious illness or death. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, take a number, get in line. That's what I say. Yep, yep, yep. So we'll see. See what happens. It'll be interesting if he does. I mean, there's a whole lot of people that are locked up that want to get out because of this. So why should he get preferential treatment? Well, I just told you, those uh, 11 medications he's taking and, uh, you know, whatever uh, those other illnesses. Okay, let me ask you this. Has he been taking Mm -hmm. his medication every day while he's in prison? I'm quite sure he does. Okay. Why, why, so why you've been you? taking your medication. So now it's, okay, the risk that you might pick up the virus because of what? Are you in a cell with five or six people or something? I mean, I don't know what his situation is. Like, is he by right. himself or is he around other people? Because the people, like, around D.C. jail and stuff, 
they're uh, in there with multiple people. They're high at higher risk, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But right. Anyway, we'll see what the judge says on that one. Yeah, that that's gonna be interesting. I can't remember how long they say he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be in jail. Um, I can't remember how long. I don't Maybe remember. Cut, cut his sentence. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, well, I've got one last one for you. Uh, The Bishop Gerald Glenn, who said, God is larger than this dreaded virus has passed away of COVID-19. And this is out of, uh, let's see, he's the pastor of New Deliverance Evangelistic Church in Virginia, has passed away. It was announced on Sunday. He tested positive for coronavirus according to a video posted by his daughter. In a sermon on March 22nd, a day before uh, the Virginia Governor Ralph N- Ralph Northam, Nor- I cannot say his name right, Northam, issued an executive order banning all public and private gatherings of more than 10 people. Uh, Bishop Glenn told his congregation, I firmly believe that God is larger than this dreaded virus. And he announced that he was not afraid to die. So on April 4th, Glenn's daughter posted a video announcing that both he and his wife, Marcietta Glenn, had tested positive for coronavirus. And the church's post announcing Glenn's death asked that others would allow the first family to grieve in their own way. And they said, while we're mourning the heartbreaking earthly absence of their family, patriarch, and spiritual father, they also have family members that are struggling to survive this dreaded pandemic. And it goes on to say final arrangements are to be expected uh, within the next few days. Now, to that, all I will say is this. I am personally am a firm believer in faith. And a firm believer in God But I also believe that God gave us common sense And when someone is telling you And giving you the facts That this is something that is highly contagious And easy to pass on Why would you go against What the health officials are telling you And and like tempt death And say no we still going to have church Because God's going to protect us God's going to cover us why would you tempt God? Of well, course, God said is the bigger than a virus, but God gave mm-hmm. us common sense, and that's what needed to be exercised. Right. So, you know that that's all I'm gonna say on that. I I don't. I, I just yeah. don't understand people that do stuff like that. They think that the the um, ruler, God Almighty, He's gonna protect them. But if this is a health issue, I mean, come on now. He, he, it's a health issue. I, I mean, yeah. that's like if you if that that's that going back to like Jim Jones and those cult followers. If you tell somebody drink poison, and if your faith is strong enough, you won't die. Why would you do? Why would you tempt the God that you say you serve? Why would you do that? If you know what poison will do to you, why would you deliberately do it? There's one thing if you ingest something accidentally, 
But mm-hmm. if you knowingly do stuff like that, it's like you're daring God to say, I'm going to do it, and I dare you to not let me die. Mm-hmm. That's just foolish. Some rough stuff. Yep, yep. So, anyway. All right. I'm, I'm not um, going to preach tonight. I'm going to let it go. Okay. Well, wait wait till you get to your commentary, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, um, let oh, me I got a whole other topic for you tonight. Okay. Let me lighten it up a little bit and get into um, the cocktail of the week. How about that? And then we can take a break. Uh-oh. Okay. What you got it's, for us tonight? Uh, 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 Papa Didi's uh, Lane. It's called the Fresh Start. That's what we all need, probably. Uh, half an ounce uh, parts of Cavazier BS, or if you like BSOP, choose what you like. Um, a half part passion fruit puree, uh, one fourth part lime juice, ginger beer, and uh, about four fresh raspberries. So we're going to build in a cocktail shaker, shake with ice, and strain into a large uh, cool glass. And top it off with the gingerbread and garnish it with the raspberries. And this is called the Fresh Start. It should be called the Fresh Start yeah. Initiative, but it's the Fresh Start. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I figure Papa would like it. His Cavazzi is it. <laughs> yeah, but he put so much other stuff in there. Wow. Oh, you got to oh. try. Try something <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, the cocktail of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. You can find information about DC Homegrown at www.dchomegrown.com. It's our parent company, and we do thank you so very much. Uh, let's see where are we going. Are we going to take a break before we get to Papa Didi? Yes. All righty. We will do that. And then we're coming right back with uh, What's Poppin' with Papa Didi on the Young Party Show. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 
I tell you what, first of all, you got to look at the calendar, first of all, and see how much time Trump got left in office, okay? Because, see, that's what he's looking at, and that's what ain't nobody else looking at, okay? This man ain't got but seven months left in office. He doesn't believe that the four years went by that fast. And his first four years was all full of scandal and everything else, you know? He hasn't had a chance to even put his feet on the ground and, and be where he think he could be because he had to get through the lies and deceit. And like I said, you tell one lie, you got to keep telling a bunch of lies, you know. Even a player ran out of stories, you know. So that was the situation. And look at all the people that he hired through the years, you know, from the strongest right-wing people to the most racist people to the most controversial people. And all these people fell by the wayside because you are who you are, and after a while you're going to show your trump card. It's just that simple. So all the people he'd have been through, the last one hanging in there is that one uh, Conway. What's her name? Uh, oh, Kellyanne. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway, speaking like a robot for him. You know, and people become, that's what they become. But like I say, nothing comes to stay. Everything comes to pass. So after a while, Trump's going to come to pass. It's just It's just reality. It's just a circle of life, you know. And I'm wondering, all these people that are catering to him and acting like they're in his, that they're in his back pocket and, and all that, and here he's in their back pocket. It, it's just atrocious. It just shows to show you that some people that have money just been buying their way through everything. They just been, and even not even so much buying financially, just been manipulating their way through everything. They've been just manipulating stuff from people, taking people's everything getting it all, you know, and when they get in trouble, they hire a lawyer real quick to, to, you know, let me, let me, let me take care of this, let me, do me a favor, this guy's trying to sue me, put a stop to that, and they, they stop it immediately, that's what that guy was, now he's in jail, the one that always had his back, he's going to be getting out of prison also because of the Cobar thing, the one that, that was Trump's original lawyer, a little young looking, scary, little, 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 oh, yeah. punk ass looking Got guy. His name now. Yeah, anyway, he's going to be getting out of jail. But look at all the people that went down because of him. The guy from NBC that was laughing at his jokes about grabbing a lady's vaginas. Mm-hmm. He was laughing and encouraging him. NBC fired him. He finally got a job with Fox somewhere back in the back. And this man been on TV for years. Billy Bush. Billy Bush. As soon as he had an interview with him, he took him out. You think Trump cared about this, whether this man had a, had a job or not? Not at all. You know? I mean, it all goes back to what you, like you were saying earlier, as far as what you believe in. I mean, you said a story about the, the, yourself, Red Wine, about people drinking something knowingly. You don't think this is happening with Trump supporters? You don't think they're the same way? You don't, you don't think that he's got the same power, if not more power, than a pastor has over over a congregation, he's got more. He's got triple the power that people have over a congregation because a lot of these white folks, 
didn't know what pot to piss on in or what one to throw it out of. You know, they were lost and turned out. Their racism was being hidden for so long. And especially the eight years of uh, Barack Obama. Oh, my God. They're like, oh, Lord, how do we get this Negro up in here? And when the hell is he leaving? And then when he left, they brought the exact opposite in there and just freaked everybody else. All, all Barack was was the first black president, okay? But he still was the president. And he did eight years. So, therefore, Trump is going to do whatever he can do, big, bar, or steal in order to do eight years in the White House because Barack did it. And I got to do what that Negro did. I've got to match his black ass. If he did eight, we're going to do eight. We got to get the Russians. We got to get whoever in there to rig the machines or whatever we got to do to keep them black folks out of there or keep people from voting. Yada, 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 yada. Because this man is at a high-ranking, powerful job. And you think he had power as a CEO of his resorts and all that jazz, hell, he's he's jacking off every day. He's whacking his pud every single day. Now I'm loving that shit. But all things must inevitably come to an end. You know, whether it's four years or eight years. But with his antics and the way he is with his, his ego, Trump's ego is what's going to take him down. You know? And it was it's the same with Nixon and everybody else. He's no different from Nixon. He's no different from George Wallace. He's no different from J. Edgar Hoover. All these people went down because their egos preceded them, and you end up tripping on your tongue. You end up tripping on your dick. Okay? If you if you play, like, like Eddie Murphy say, if you play craps too long, which is out there having sex, you're going to hit herpes one day. He, you know, he was saying, roll those snake eyes. Ah, damn, I got the clap. Damn, I got AIDS. Oh, damn, I got herpes. You know? After a while, if you if you if you play with your Johnson too long out there in the streets, you gon' you gonna get some. But if you keep thinking you the shit in America, you gonna get tripped up. Because you know, I mean, I already got tripped up by different women that that he had to pay off before he became president and all that. I mean, I mean, it's just a mess. It's a, it's a huge mess. But it's his mess. That's why we gotta stop getting excited about the stuff that he's doing because he's doing it to himself. And this too will come to pass. So let him go ahead and, and, and shoot his load any way he wants to because it's his load. And that's why he's going to run out of loads. He's going to get what they call blue balls. Blue balls mean you try to bust a nut. Ain't nothing coming out because your balls are blue. So anyway, that, that's, his, that's his story. That's his, that's his story. I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway. All right. What are you going to do? Whew. That's a lot to think about. Over there? <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm I'm letting it sink in because I'm like uh, I'm fighting to have to say that I agree with Papa Didi. Uh oh, uh oh. Putting things you know, in perspective not, his way. I'm yeah. not trying to, you know. I, I was looking for an audience. I was just making a statement. You know, yeah, I but know. usually I, I I always want to go on the other side of the fence. Oh really? Is that how you roll? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, you got an audience. Trust and believe that you have your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just speaking. I'm not looking for no cult. I'm not looking for no following. I no indeed. That's just how I feel. You know. Period. You know. We uh. We we cannot forget the circle of life. That's my theme tonight, the circle of life. 
you know, because I'm from I'm from I'm from a big family, and I know life, and I know death, and I just know the circle of life. You know, I got some great people that I loved in my life that are no longer here, and uh, I know that people pass on, and uh, that's just my theme tonight. All right, anyway. that's a good thing. All right, shall we uh, move into the weird zone? Sure, why not? Let's yeah. lighten it up a little bit. That's Carol's line. Lighten it up. Lighten it up. All right. All right. Let's go to Florida. Uh, This one's out of Fort Lauderdale. We got a Florida judge who has one request for his attorneys that are showing up for court hearings via Zoom. You know, everybody's Zooming now on that Zoom app. Uh, They're still holding court down there in Florida. So he's got a request for attorneys showing up for hearings via Zoom. He said, get out of bed and put on some clothes. Wow. Uh, The Broward Circuit Judge, Dennis Bailey, made the plea in a letter published by the Western Bar Association. He said, it is remarkable how many attorneys appear inappropriately on camera. One male attorney appeared shirtless. Wow, really? Appeared shirtless, and one female attorney appeared still in bed, still under the covers. Now, how you going to go before the judge and you still in bed under the covers? Anyway, he said he's not making any exceptions for lawyers that are lounging in Florida sunshine either. He said putting on a beach cover-up will not cover up the fact that you're sitting poolside in a bathing suit. It is not going to work. So since their court uh, courthouses shut down in March, mid-March, uh, to help slow the coronavirus pandemic, they've been holding about 1,200 Zoom meetings involving about 14,000 participants. So Judge Bailey said that he would not hold a complicated trial, of course, over a video conferencing site. Uh, but, you know, I guess for simple cases, you know, they're still doing their thing, but they're using Zoom. So he's just saying, just look, put on some clothes and dress appropriately. You need to look like you would look if you were standing before me in a national courtroom. So this shirtless stuff and bikinis and being in bed with the covers on you and all that kind of stuff, cut it out. That's crazy. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want nobody to see me getting out of bed or pajamas or something if I'm going to court. Supposed to be going to court. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But I guess people are just feeling relaxed, you know, since they're working from home. But I just feel like if you're on video camera, you could at least dress from the waist up. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yep, I agree. Oh, well, go figure. You go figure. All right. Yeah, that's why it's the weird news. They're crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, over to you, Papa Didi. What you got for us? Where are we going next? <laughs> uh, this is the police department. Uh, big citizens that wear clothes in public. Some more naked people? Okay, no news would be good news. 
for officer of uh, Tanny Town Police Department in Maryland. Tanny Town? It seems that someone is making uh, <clears throat> life hard for officers based on the uh, uh, cryptic Facebook posts the department posted on Monday. It says, please remember to put pants on before leaving the house to check the mailbox. You know who you are. This is your final warning. Okay, some people who saw the post felt singled out. What? Okay, one time, why y'all gotta, why y'all gotta be like that? One man joke. While another woman commented, "I'll tell my husband." So sorry you had to see that. One resident suggested she knew the clothing option was in place, but didn't pay it no mind. My son ran out. To his, my, my, my son ran out of his boxes early to grab a package off the steps of the front porch and came back in. <clears throat> said the neighbor saw him. She said, adding that I'm going to show him this and tell him that I'll <clears throat> that it's about it's about him. He's ten. Oh wait God! Wait, 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 wait. Is she trying to freak out the kid? Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah, she's telling the kid that they're complaining about. It. Anyway, this is <laughs> must be some type of nudist area or somebody something where the people are saying to put your clothes on when you come out or, or what have you. It's, it's kind of interesting, but uh, and this is in Maryland, somewhere? yeah, a place called Tanny Towns, T A N E Y Town. <laughs> they they apparently have a new a new population in one area where people are coming out the door nude or freelancing and whatever they're doing, suntanning on the porch. How we have you, you know. But what are you gonna do? Wow. Mm. Crazy. Maybe that's where your president's going to get tanned. <laughs> where's it at? I don't know. I'd have to look that one up. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have the last one. We're going to Indiana. Indiana man waiting for a stimulus payment finds eight point two million dollars in his bank account. A volunteer what? firefighter in Indiana recently had the surprise of a lifetime. Charles um, Calvin of uh, New Chicago, Indiana, he told this to um, uh, Channel 9. He withdrew $200 from his checking account at an ATM um, last weekend. He glanced down on his receipt and noticed a few more zeros than usual. He told the station uh, his bank account balance was $8.2 million. Calvin was uh, supposed to receive $1,700 uh, from the stimulus payment going out to the Americans, you know, everybody because of the coronavirus. The volunteer firefighter right. said he ran his card through the ATM again to make sure it was accurate. And there it was. He was a millionaire. So Calvin told the station that he immediately called his bank to report his newfound wealth. But by the time they investigated, the money was gone. Are you stupid? <laughs> He <laughs> um, goes on to say his bank did inform him that his $1,700 stimulus check was deposited, although he's still wondering if the mistake was a fluke or if taxpayers in, in the U.S. aren't receiving the right amount. So he said it kind of sucks. Um, you go from being a millionaire one second, then back to being broke again. But, hey, once you're poor, you don't have anywhere else to go but up. All right, then. Take a positive. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was interesting. Now, you, you know, would you think I would tell the bank what the situation is? 
I go ahead and get my little mail out. Look, try to get out the ATMG. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. But um, wow. there there was a story though. A, a lady, um, she had received I forgot how many millions it was, but they were the bank was depositing the money in the wrong account. It was like off one number, and she uh, ended up she, she was spending the money, so she ended up suing and she won. So I guess she was like, "It's not my fault. It's the bank's fault." <laughs> so it was in my account now. It was my money. So hey. Now that's interesting that she won that suit. Mhm. She had a damn good lawyer there. She had, lawyer probably got most of the, half of the money. Who knows? <laughs> she must have had Johnny Cochran back in the day. Whoop! There it is. There he goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Unless you guys got any questions or comments, uh, hit us up nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six and press one. They get in the queue. Press one. So. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with I'm Just Saying with Red Wine on the Pajama Party Show. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. Welcome back to Pajama Party. I want to host Papa Didi and Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for I'm Just Saying. Oh, with moi. And tonight I'm just saying stupid is a choice. That's my topic tonight. Stupid is a choice. I want to talk about Governor Christy Nome. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name right. N-O-E-M. Nome. Noem. I'm going to call her Nome. Now, when all the governors across the country were trying to figure out how to handle, you know, the shutdown and everything for their respective states, this governor, Christy Nome, out of South Dakota, decided to stick her head all the way up Trump's backside and defy all the facts, ignore all the proof, and she refused to shut down the state of South Dakota. Now, she's a Republican governor. So I guess she was just trying to prove her loyalty or something to Trump. I don't know. But she played herself. So all she had to do was to tell all her citizens, you know, we need everybody to stay in, stay home, stay off the streets, shut down businesses, you know, all of that. But she didn't want to do that. (laughs) She said 
She wanted to leave it up to the citizens to decide individually if they wanted to stay home or to decide individually if they wanted to stay in or if they wanted to go out or if they wanted to just do what they usually do. She told them, you can exercise your own individual rights for whether you want to work or whether you want to worship or whether you want to play. Now, I'm just saying, stupid is a choice. And that was the choice she made. In my opinion, that was stupid. Now, this woman is a first-term, okay, first-term Republican governor. So she obviously has a lot to prove. Now, at a press briefing earlier this month, she told the reporters, South Dakota is not New York City. So that was her justification for saying, we don't need to react like they did in New York City because New York, I mean, that's New York. We're out here in South Dakota. We don't need to do all that. So as a result of her stupidity, South Dakota is now one of the largest single coronavirus clusters anywhere in the country. Imagine that. With more than 300 workers at one single pork processing plant all falling ill to coronavirus. Now, this plant is the Smithfield, for all of you pork lovers, this is the Smithfield Food Production Plant, where they've got 3,700 employees that work there. And they're all, like, you know, in close proximity to one another. And a lot of these people are immigrants. These people churn out 18 million servings of pork products every day. Now think about it, 18 million servings of pork products every day at this one plant. But Governor Nome decided, I'm going to let y'all decide for yourselves. You know, I'm not going to shut anything down. We don't need to do that because we're not New York. Well, I bet she wish she had us. And the case numbers are still going up. Uh, as a result now, the company, the Smithfield Processing Plant, now has been forced to close indefinitely. Now, this is causing um, or threatening the food supply, not just in South Dakota, but all over the country, because it's freaking Smithfield. Their products are distributed all over the country and possibly outside the country. But because she decided she's trying to impress Trump, now they got a situation out there in South Dakota. And she wanted to be a 45 lover, and look at her now, all jacked up. The mayor of Sioux Falls had to take matters into his own hands just to deal with his city because he was not getting the leadership from the governor. So he started putting into play a plan to try to, you know, flatten the curve and do what they got to do. And she's still being stupid. You would think by now she would have said, okay, my bad. Let me let me try to make this right. But she's still being stupid. She... <laughs> Now she's running around uh, pushing for the the wonder drug of hydro, what is it, uh, hydrochloroquine that tr that Trump has been talking about. She's jumped on that bandwagon now, trying to get people to jump on that. And that again has not been proven. It's still in trial. So she's jumped on that bandwagon. She's running around kissing up to that milk toast Jared Kushner, who she's been having conversations with, because I guess she figured, well, if I can't kiss Trump's butt, I'll kiss Jared Kushner's. So that's what she's focused on. 
she's so busy trying to kiss up to the, the, the Trump lineage instead of focusing on what am I going to do to rescue the people in her state. Now, like I said, stupid is a choice, and that's the choice that she made. Now, with all those cases, they had over 1,300 cases that were positive for coronavirus so far, and they've had not a lot of deaths yet, but they just started testing. So you know those numbers are going to go up. Now, imagine how this would have gone if she hadn't acted stupid and told people to stay in and just shut down the state. And if she thinks that Trump is going to acknowledge her for her allegiance in some kind of way, she's more stupid than I initially thought. So that's all I'm saying. This is red wine. I'm just saying stupid really is a choice, and you have options. So exercise your options. That makes sense to be that stupid. Okay, that was oh, a good one. <laughs> oh, because she wants to kiss his behind. I Like, really? What do you think, Trump, going to send you a bone or something? Send you a plaque? Say, good girl. Stupid. Stupid is a stupid girl. Anywho. Okay. Well, the old saying goes is that, you know, White folks feel like the one who has the most toys wins. Whatever, whatever, uh, whatever one they white friends got the most crap or got the most money is the ones they respect the most. That's been a thing of white people for a long time. That's why when you see like a white guy that comes to court on jury duty, if he's the one that owns like ten pizza shops or whatever in the city, that's the one they make the foreman of the of the jury. Oh, let's make Bob. He owns five pizza shops. He's a, just because he owns ten pizza shops in the city, that don't make his ass intelligent, first of all. <laughs> and sure don't make him no fucking leader. Anyway, but they, they pick the one who has the most toys wins. And and also, you know, white folks are the most monkey-see-monkey-do-ass people I've ever seen. They just do what their neighbors do. They do what their friends do. They follow the lead of people as long as they're on the opposite side of the street from black folks. That's where they want to be, no matter what it may be. It'd be amazing if we just started agreeing with them. I mean, what would they do if we all decided to vote Republican? What would they do if we all decided to go get gun permits like they do? What would they do if we They'd all decided totally to do what we do what they do? They would say, well, why, <laughs> what are you doing on this side of the street? I mean, as long as there's an opposite, there's an opposite. That's why you always say when you see the Playboy magazine, the Bible's not that far away. When you see the Bible, the Playboy, the Playboy magazine is not that far away. They roll hand in hand. The Bible and the and the and the damn and, and the fuck book or the the porno magazine walks down the street hand in hand because there's only two sides to a story, and people either on one side or the other. And it's very interesting. I mean, that's another side of the story, but I, I ain't going to get into that right now. <laughs> anyway, um, what's, what's next? Living for the city. Oh, Lord, here we go. Uh-oh. Um, you know, what I want to talk about now, just on, on the wings of that, you know, as far as, uh, like I said earlier, you know, Donald Trump don't have the seven months left in office, okay? The election is November 7th, which is, uh, we passed April 7th, so May, June, July, August, September, October, November. That's seven months away for an election. Five months until the the whole uh, the the convention things and all that jazz. 
And you know, that's why he's trying to put stuff back in perspective because he wants the world to be in perspective when the election comes. If the election's all messed up with everybody living like this, then again, first of all, the election's probably going to be postponed and pushed back like everything else is pushed back. You know, and, um, but, but what I'm saying is that with all this stuff going on right now, it's, it's going to be interesting. And like you were saying, Red Wine, in your piece, when people are chumming up the Trump like they're doing, it's, it's scary because it shows that you've been looking for that great white hope leadership for a while. And now you feel like you have it. And I don't know whether they were watching The Apprentice on TV or whatever, but the Donald Trump I know, being from Philly, you know, I met Donald Trump when he first started putting together casinos in Atlantic City about 25 years ago. That's the Trump I, that, I, that came in the forefront with me. And when he had different hotels and buildings in New York City, when I worked in New York, you know, starting back in 1989. So I, I had some familiarization with him. But you got to understand, a lot of people now are seeing Trump for the first time. They're seeing him from the apprentice straight to the presidency. And when he sat the print, uh, on the apprentice, he sat there like he was just the, you know, like he was the Dalai Lama when he was firing people. Mm-hmm. So people saw that like some type of leadership. And then when he became president, they just thought, because they don't know him back from the casinos in Atlantic City. And we tried to get an NFL team and the NFL kicked him out and, and the scandals he had with women all these years. A lot of people don't know that. And nor do they care anyway now that they're great supporters of him. So so you got to watch them. But like I said, whenever you're in an environment with a Trump supporter, don't say nothing to them. Don't support it. Don't talk to them. Don't try to convince them of nothing. Just let them bask in that bullshit. You know what I mean? Don't even try to change their mind. Don't even try to be logic. Sometimes when we see people believing in super stuff, we try to throw logic at their ass. But when it comes to a Trump supporter, there's no logic because they're already hypnotized. They're hypnotized like a monkey, man. I mean, there is so much into that man that's not even funny. And that's why he goes on his tweets to see how they're doing, where they are, who's going to retweet what he said. Because his ego is working overtime because that's his gig. He loves that president job. That president job gives him a chance to be strong and witty. And this, and he's still got his little honeys that he's messing with. You're not going to tell me as horny as Trump is and the way he used to mess with all these little women, little side pieces, all these little aides and everybody, all these people in the White House that love his ass. He ain't tell me that boy still ain't snacking the box somewhere in some little back room or whatever. That little sneaky, creepy motherfucker, really, please. He's going to get his swerve on. I don't give a damn. But anyway, but, you know, it's just it's a situation whereas nowadays we just have to sit back and let the man shoot himself in the foot. We just got to do that. Don't don't even get excited about what he does. When I see black saying, oh, my God, did you hear what he did today? Why, why are you getting excited when you know how he is? How will you get excited if you got a cousin that's a crackhead? You know you leave him in a room too long by himself. They're going to steal your fucking TV. That's just what they do. So why would you leave him in a room where you got valuables at? Same with Trump. Why would you support anything he does or get excited about anything he does? Because that's what he does. Anybody you know that's what that's what they do, then you need to keep them away from your personal effects. If you know they're a thief, you need to keep them outside the house. Oh, we having a barbecue. Yeah, we're going to, oh, oh, Cousin Eli coming. Let's do the barbecue out there in the yard. You know, we ain't going to even bring people up in this joint because Eli going to steal everything he sees because that's where he is. The drug got a hold of him, so therefore that disease has taken him over. So we can't bring Eli in the house because he's a thief because the drug got the best of him. 
And the same with Trump. Trump is an egotistical fool. So therefore, any opportunity he gets to throw his ego out there, he's going to do it. Like he did with the tweets, like you said, Red Wine. One minute he's talking about this and this and that, but then he goes on Twitter and says something totally different. Why? Because Twitter is behind the eight ball. Twitter is on the Internet. I tell people all the time, whatever you do on the Internet, whatever you do on the Internet, watch yourself. Whether you Internet dating, streaming, whatever you're doing, watch yourself. The sneaky, creepy, masturbating in the dark motherfuckers is out there. They're out there and they're in there. So stop thinking that the Internet is so cool. That shit ain't cool. Some of the sneakiest, creepiest motherfuckers is hiding behind that shit. So watch yourself. I mean, that's all I got to say on that. Okay. Anyway, we'll move on. We? Well, we hitting all them right. tonight. Hitting all below the belt. Mm-hmm. That's the fuck. What you going to do? Busting them up. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, we know what the internet is. The internet is what it is, and that's what it's going to be. And don't ever think that it's a savior. No, it's not. And I'm going to tell you, don't, you know, and I, I'm speaking at the age I am. You know, I didn't done the Internet. I done the Internet 30 years. I mean, please. please you think webcams came out yesterday? Shit. They just built in now. The little joker used to be plugged in and you set them up with a couple phone books on these. Let me shut up. Ah! Anyway, what's next? <laughs> I think Papa might need his own show, uh, Red One. <laughs> Oh, what's next? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? Oh, my goodness. How your mama doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How y'all doing? All right. I'm done. I'm just saying. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. That's red wine. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just, he always taking my saying. Uh, All right. Uh, are, are you ready to take us out to the West Coast channel? Or, or you... let's, take, let's take a little CC break. We all got to take a CC break. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment Don't just sit there yelling at the air You've got an opinion? We want to hear it too Dial 914-803-4306 That's 914-803-4306 Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves We've got room for you at the Pajama Party And remember, it's PJs only No clothes allowed Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, now we're ready to go to the West Coast, right, Kel? 
Yes, ma'am. All right, let's get that Hollywood wrap up. Oh, there he goes again. Oh, here you go. Well, check this out. Pharrell dropped thirty million dollars on the Miami mansion for quarantine. He had been looking what? for a while, but he made a move quickly because he wanted to be quarantined. The property at seven hundred Concourse and Coral Gables. Um California, I'm, I'm sorry, in Florida, it was originally listed at $45 million in 2018. This is a 17,000 square foot home, sits on 3.3 acres of land, and boosts a 335 foot waterfront. Must be nice. It also has a 2,000 bottle wine cellar, a library, a pub style bar, fireplace in the large living room, and an elevator and private staff wing. I ain't mad at you for real. <laughs> okay. Do your thing. Look, he probably got a deal on that, right? I like that mm-hmm. wine cellar part. I know that's right. Check this out. Taylor Swift. She cancels all of her upcoming 2020 concerts. Of course. Why not? I mean, come on now. We got a, a pandemic going on. What's up with her? <laughs> right. She had, um, she had engagements in Germany, France. Spain, United Kingdom. Um, she was going to be all over the place, but she canceled her concerts for the rest of the year. I mean, does she need the money? For real, for real? Uh, I don't think Not so. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh-uh. Um, nope. Also, Sony Pictures Classics has acquired the rights to the new Julia Child documentary. The doc will tell the story of the cookbook author and television superstar. I mean, who didn't love Julia Child? Um, it will draw upon never-before-seen archive footage, personal photos, and um, food cinematography to trace Child's life journey. From her struggles to publish her revolutionary um, cookbook in 61, wow, to um, how a woman in her 50s found fame as an unlikely TV sensation. I mean, you can't replicate that voice, Julia Childs, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, it was very... You're right about she's that. Very, and, you know, if you look at some episodes, you'll see that she's very innovative when it comes to cooking. She she explained oh, oh, everything. For sure. For sure. Well, if you guys are Chicago Bulls fans, um, in conjunction with the Last Dance docuseries, ESPN Plus is debuting uh, 1998 Chicago Bulls on Sunday. You're going to have Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, and Phil Jackson to host the five-episode series, analyzing key games and moments from the Bulls run to their sixth championship. I guess if you're a sports fan, I guess, you know, you don't mind, you know, seeing that over and over again, I guess. I don't know. Um, also, the Bulls, they are donating um, uh, They are donating a large sum of money to the um, Lineage Logistics, logistics company, food company, um, because of this pandemic. Uh, they said it will feed over 600,000 meals. That's a lot of money. They, must, they didn't say they, they, it's an undisclosed amount. They didn't tell you, but to feed 600,000 people, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and also, is. yeah, 
You can represent your favorite NBA team on a mask and help charities at the same time. Both the NBA and WNBA have teamed up with uh, Fanatics to sell cloth face masks with all 30 logo teams for the NBA and 12 on the WNBA. So, hey, everybody's getting into the mask thing. I mean, why not? I guess NBA and WNBA said, why not? Let's make some money, right? And also give to charity. So you can't beat that. So what's your favorite team, uh, Papa and Midwine? What, the NBA? Yeah. I don't have one. <laughs> How about you, Papa? I'm a Sixers fan myself. Trying to be anyway. It ain't worth a damn, but... <laughs> Okay, go ahead and get the little face bass for the uh, uh, Sixers then. Also, um, this day, 2002, everybody remember General Hospital. They aired their 10,000 episode, April 17, 2002. Uh, the show celebrates a milestone with a flashback episode highlighting its first 39 years on the air with Demi Moore, Mark Hamill, Ricky Martin, and uh, John Stamos all passed through the fictional town of Port Charles, New York, on their way to Sodom. I'm like, wow, it's a lot of people that, that went through uh, General Hospital. Interesting. I didn't know that that was in New York. I didn't either. I knew it was Port Charles, but I didn't, like you said, I didn't realize it was New York also. But uh, who knows? Somebody might be trying to find Port Charles. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. But a lot of people came out of that particular uh, uh, soap opera. Demi Moore, yeah. Ricky Martin, John Stamos, Mark Hamill. I mean, wow. Yep. I did and not that's know my that. Holly- I didn't either. That's my Hollywood wrap up. Okay. And I've got one more for you, Kettle. Okay. Uh, Selena, Selena Gomez is suing a game for using her likeness without her permission. Oh, no, they did not. Mm-mm. Video game? Yeah, some video game. She's suing them for $10 million. Wow. It's uh, the makers of Clothes Forever styling game. Mm-hmm. It's one of these, like, fashion styling games. Mm-hmm. They used her likeness. Uh, they lifted it. looked like uh, from the picture. They lifted it right off of a magazine cover. What? Look at this, Papa Didi. They lifted it right off of a magazine cover that she did, uh, and then they put it on the game. And it's like the same outfit, same pose. All they did was, like, reverse it, like flip it, where instead of it being from left to right, they did it right to left. <laughs> but she, I guess she found out about it, and she was like, oh, no, no, no. I did not give you my permission to use my likeness on your video game. So now I'm going to have to sue you for $10 million. <laughs> wow. There you go. Well, there it is. She yeah. probably, they're probably either going to stop it or they're going to um, just give her the money. Um, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Oh. That's just recent? Yes. Mm-hmm. I just saw that, wow. um, let's see, yesterday. Mm-hmm. All right. I tell you, some monkey business going on out here. I know that's right. Got that right. A, All right. A monkey. 
All right. Yeah, uh, the NFL draft is just coming Thursday as well. Oh, that's coming up. This, this, Speaking this, of monkey this business. Slave, huh? The slave trade. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, Papa Didi. Something you... else I wanted to oh, what say about? Slip, slip my mind. Something on a, on a Hollywood tip uh, <clears throat> ran through my mind when when Red Wine said what she said it. About Selena Gomez. No, no, yeah, but I had something else that was going on. Uh, ran out of my head. All right. Uh, uh, we got the kisser list next. This is a list of people that uh, showed their butt over the last uh, couple weeks or so doing different things. It's crazy, you know. You know, Trump's a permanent residence on that list. But uh, we'll talk about the, what the governor of uh, South Dakota. Oh, definitely, Governor Nome. Yeah, you know, showing a loyalty to President Trump is, is overrated, and you think she would know by now. Then you got the other young lady too. We're gonna put her on the kisser list. She's being quiet now. But she was the governor of South Carolina, and then Trump made her the. Uh, oh yeah, Nikki. Uh, yeah, Nikki. What's her name? Nikki. Nikki lick Trump's butt. Uh, <laughs> get her name. She acts like she's so cool and she's so in a mix, but Trump got her on this spell also. She she was the the, the uh, United Nations uh, ambassador for a minute, and she left that job because she claimed she wanted to do some other things. Just that so she made a bunch of money there. So now she's going to chill out until whatever Trump's next move is. So she's probably working on his campaign to get him reelected. Because once Trump goes in for four years and he got his impeachment and everything behind him, he's going to be doing some vicious shit. So if that man don't go out of office in 2020, it's going to be, this world going to be up, up, up the creek. So anyway, but uh, that's just my opinion. But uh, other people on the kiss list was... Uh, I've got Steve Mnuchin, who's the Secretary of the Treasury. Oh, God. For knuckling under Trump. <laughs> remember, his, remember, remember his wife? His, remember his wife was uh, flying around private jets just going shopping. Yes, I and do remember that. And they caught up with her. And he's sitting there like a little dodo, dodo bird. Oh. See, a lot of these white guys, they marry what they call like little trophy, uh, little, what do they call them uh, when they walk? Trophy wife. Yeah, trophy <laughs> wife. You know, she's all young and sexy, and he's old as fuck. And you know, I mean, I guess a hand job would satisfy his ass. So okay. I mean, I'm just saying, um, yeah, you know. Did y'all put Paul Manafort on the um, list for trying yeah, to get Manafort, out of jail? Yeah, Manafort. Old as hell with his little phony yeah, hair. Yeah. yeah. And I'd like to add Kellyanne Conway mm. for many reasons, but more specifically this week. He's a mess. That dizzy broad. No, he didn't mean that. No, he did not mean, he said that, but he didn't mean that. I'm like, okay. No, this week, okay. I'm putting her on there, going back to stupid as a choice. She stood up and told some reporters when they were talking about the whole thing about the pandemic with COVID-19. And she was like, well, I mean, for one thing, we need to understand that, I mean, this is COVID-19, okay, 19. And she was saying it as if there had been 18 previous and people were tripping, you know, like this is the 19th time we've dealt with it. And and people just kind of looked at her like, what? Because we found out once before, I think a few shows back, we talked about that. The 19 had to do with the year year that the disease disease was discovered. It is not the 19th COVID disease. Well, you know, they're trying to sell anything. This dumb broad doesn't know that. 
It's trying to sell anything to people. And whatever you hear in the news, you really should run it by your common sense side of your brain. Yeah, but you she doesn't take it do in that because she's too busy defending Trump, well, no, she's defending selling everything. Well, she, she's selling it. She's not the... Yeah. She's not the person that's trying to wreck. She, she's selling the crap because I tell you, always remember too going forward, everybody out there. Trump only has seven months left in his time in the White House. Seven months. Yeah. That's less than a pregnancy. That's less than a pregnancy. A pregnancy to have a child. Seven months. And right now he's in the middle of a pandemic situation, which is going to run another four months. So by the time this stuff subsides, hopefully, Trump will have about four months left in office. And he don't even, he doesn't understand where time went by. He's scared to death right now because his ducks ain't in order because all the crap he wanted to line up, he can't do it because everybody's indoors. You know, you can't mingle with people unless you socialize with people, and everybody's indoors. So right now, that's why he had to get tw- send tweets out, like we said earlier, to his followers to make sure they're still hypnotized, that the Google juice is still working, but that is still, still in effect. Because people have been protesting and very yeah, now they're protesting, oh, saying yeah. we want to go back to work, we want to come out and play, we want to, you know, we don't want to be locked down anymore. Yeah, and now they want to protest. The, yeah, we want to be the wild, yeah. crazy ass white folks we were from the beginning. I know anyway. these governors feel like, well, excuse me for trying to save your behind. Mm-hmm. Anyway, also we have that McDonald's in South China for being racist toward the African population in that area? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's Black see. folks are the one carrying the disease. Yeah, really. And then when they when they say that on TV, even though they say that, we, just because the media is saying that blacks are doing this and black, why, why we got to keep believing that shit? That's what grabs their paper. I'm going to tell you a little story. Take 30 seconds. When I used to catch a train from a Jersey town to, I ain't going to say what town, I'm from a Jersey town to New York. I would get on the train with all these white folks in the morning, commuting every morning like them. What the newspaper do in a town that I was in, sometime when paper sales was slow, they would put a black person's picture on the front of the newspaper just so people running for the train would buy it real quick because they can't wait to sit down and read what that black person done. You know? You got a picture with, and this paper is so, so like, you know, gossip column paper, but it was a national paper for that particular city I caught the train out of. They put a black, every now and then, they would put a black person on the front. Bam! Big old picture. And white folks were so interested in what this black person did. But then you open up the paper, like the page three, where the story is, and the man pulled, like, four people out of a burning building. They'll throw the paper to the side. Oh, shit. I thought he did something. You know what I mean? They'll throw the paper away because he saved people from a burning building instead of being arrested for stealing pocketbooks or whatever they perceive that he'd done. Crazy shit. That's great. Go ahead. But what's back to the <laughs> Okay, uh, Kettle, you got anybody else for the kissing list? No, you guys wrapped it up. Oh, the um, the people that were um, on the Zoom, they weren't dressing appropriately. Yes. The people who come to court on the Zoom, the lawyers right. that are not dressed, right. especially the shirtless lawyer, like really do. Yeah. Um, okay, if that's everybody, we have a special award for everybody on this week's Kiss and Listen here. Kiss my entire Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. 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 Kiss
All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Dini. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Boom, Swad, darling. It's about time to bounce out of here. Time to bounce out of here. What's your last word, Papa Dini? I was going to get the last word first. What's up with that? I had another thought that went out of my mind. See, I'll be trying to think about some stuff, and y'all be blowing my mind here with it. Uh, what was I going to say? Kettle, what did we do? Yeah, you, you, y'all take it out of my mind. I'm not in there. Take that. it out of my mind. Go ahead, Red Wine, you give it, because it's something I wanted to say on the back end. Uh, well, my last word is, as I said earlier, stupid is a choice. You have options. You can choose not to be stupid. So all I'm saying is don't be stupid out here. There's too much information. It's on the news 24-7. Don't be stupid. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. Do what you have to do to stay safe. And as for that governor in South Dakota, I don't know. That, That was just stupid all the way around. For her to say to give people individual choice as to whether they stay safe or locked down or whatever, that was just stupid on top of stupid. Anyway, y'all stay safe out there. Love you. Over to you, Kevin. Um, my last word is I think the president needs to um, put something out there to tell people to stay home. If it's the president, mayor, Governor, whoever, um, maybe we should do something like China. Stay indoors for two weeks, and they need to go out there and spray and do whatever else they need to do. Um, I think that might help some things to clear up. I mean, cause look over there in Italy. The water over there is cleared up because they haven't been on the waters with those boats. So we need to think of some solutions to um, to get rid of this virus and uh Hey, hopefully we we can live past this. I'm I'm quite sure we're going to get past this, but it's kind of rough right now. We're we're, we're in it. It's rough, but we're going to be okay. Yeah, we're going to be okay. That's my last word. All right. You ready, Papa Didi? Yeah, my last word is that we got to stop thinking we're so far removed from stuff, you know, based on our financial level, you know. Even with even with not just with Trump or anybody, just with sports figures and everybody else, you know, Tom Brady and people that's making money, Drew Brees or anybody else, like you were saying earlier about Pharrell and what have you. If we have an opportunity to do something, then we can do it. But we're still black, you know, and 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 then other people, you're still who you are. But stop thinking you're so so far removed from your original area you were raised as a child. You know, when you think back. For a second, you need to always remember the, the block you was raised on as a child. And a lot of people measure themselves based on where they're raised as a child, or where they did their young years at, what, what street they're raised on, based on their success from that point. But every now and then, you might want to take a ride down that block and see what's happening on that street you was raised on, and see where they are, because they're people that are on the same block you was on 30, 40 years ago. And they're, they're looking for the same achievements that you achieved 30 years later. So we have to sometimes go back and see where people are that live where we used to live and see what their plan is to get where we think we are. Because you can't enjoy success 
unless you kind of go back and grab people that are that are that that are less fortunate and bring them into something that's real because you know being fortunate is going to change your attitude hopefully it will now if you set people up to be fortunate and they still acting like a damn fool there's nothing you can do about that but i'm just saying that if we have people that are living in there because we got some people that they're poor but their child is smart as hell you know what i mean and it's so sad they don't have internet and things like that and you know, we have to reach in and try to save that kind of stuff, you know, to see why don't we have just basic internet so people can get online and, uh, you know, just, just be a part of society, you know, and, and, and find out what we're going to do to repair that, you know, the little things. And, and Pharrell, I honor him because the brother's doing stuff, you know, even though he moved into his particular crib, that's cool, but he's been doing stuff for a long time, all them guys, and, and God bless them putting this stuff out there because if you got a lot of money sometimes you know you got money that's generated call it generational money which means you and three generations behind you are going to be able to enjoy the, the money off the success you had so if you got generational money like that then go ahead and clean some stuff up and, and handle business but as long as people want to be cleaned up but if you clean people up and they fuck it up again then that's all you can do I wouldn't do it a second time. You clean people up and you go back and they went back to what they used to be, then fuck them and the horse they rode in on. Anyway, I guess all I got to say on that. Uh, but my last word is uh, be kind to one another. All okay. right. And I did want to give a shout out to uh, Corey Grant. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. A uh, successful oh, brother oh. out in uh, Los Angeles. He's a film director, movie director. Aries. April Aries. Yeah. His birthday is on the 18th of April. And Papa oh, Didi right. just had a birthday. So we want to say shout out to Papa Didi, who celebrated a birthday on the 50th. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Hey. Hey, I was born the last <laughs> of the 50s, y'all. So I'm, 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 you know, I am. Yeah. Yup. Yup. Anyway. Yeah. Last of the 50s. How about that? So, hey, you know, I want to give a shout out to, I wanted to say this here, if you don't mind, just for one minute. I want to give a shout out to people in this world that was born in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s. That that group right there, I really, and I mean that sincerely, people in this world that was born in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, and I'm not excluding anybody else, don't get me wrong, but that group, I tell you what, those old school people have taught me and showed me so much about life and they showed me to move forward and I've listened to them I respected my elders growing up and I just want to give homage out to anybody born in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s I just want to give you homage for for guiding me and teaching me and showing me if you was born between the year of 1920 and the year of 1949 I honor you I respect you I love you you have made me who I am today all right. Well, that does it for us. We're going to get on out of here, and we'll do it again next Friday night. Don't forget to check us out on our uh, website at apajamaparty.com. And again, thanks to our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment, for paying the bills and keeping us on the air. We do appreciate you so very much. Uh, let's see. That's it for us. We're out of here. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night.
and good night. We'll see you again next Friday night when we'll do it all over again. We're Initiating out. shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Good night.